Welcome to the LeanZone.com podcast, where we discuss construction contracts, liens, and bonds. And now, our host, Alex Barthet. Hello, everybody. My name is Alex Barthet. I am a board-certified construction lawyer here in Florida. And today, we're going to answer the question, what are the most important contract terms that I can have in my written agreement? Let's get started. Number one, have your agreement in writing. It is always better to have a written agreement than a handshake deal. It avoids convenient memories. You can define the terms and conditions of your understanding. That's number one. Number two, if there are things that you know are not included in the price or the scope, have a list of exclusions. Put them in your agreement. Uh, the, The reason people come to me when they have a dispute is because they did not understand, the parties did not understand what was included and what was excluded. If there are things that you deal with on a regular basis that are not in your price, scope, or within the time frame associated with your contract, so for example, if you are a underground contractor and you're expecting to uh, dig out and haul away two feet of muck in the, in the project site, say that in your contract, just in case you find five feet of muck, you can submit a change order for that. Next, try to include the right to stop work. Now, if you have your proposal, your estimate, it is presumed that if you are not getting paid, then you probably can stop working. However, most contracts given to you by some owners and most sophisticated general contractors are going to say, even if we have a dispute, you agree that you will continue to work no matter what, even if you're not getting paid. That is very difficult to withstand. Imagine you're gonna pay your employees, you you have to pay for your materials, and all of this is happening while you're not getting paid. It is very difficult for any business, let alone a small business, to withstand that. So I recommend in situations like that that you include what I would call a stop work provision. It It can say something like this. Subcontractor can slow or stop work without liability or penalty if it has not been paid its draw request in 30 days after submission. That's just one example of a provision uh, that could work. You can tweak it. 30 days may be too aggressive for some general contractors or owners. Maybe you make it 45 or 60 days. The important thing is that it's not never. You have some period of time where you can throw up your hands and say, I haven't been paid. I am going to stop working pursuant to the terms in my contract. Another provision that you need to be aware of in your written agreement is what exactly is the scope that you are providing. So where we see this happen on a regular basis is when a client bids against a set of documents and that those documents, uh, they only tend to look at their scope. So if you're the plumber, for example, you look at the plumbing pages in the contract in the plans and you submit a bid against that. And then when it comes time to sign the contract, the owner or the contractor, they incorporate by reference the entire set of plan pages from the architectural and the structural to the electrical. But you haven't looked at all of those to generate your price. You only looked at the plumbing set. This is dangerous. You absolutely need to make sure that you do one of two things. Number one, you go back and you verify that the entire set of plan pages does not change your scope of work and won't change the price that you have given. Alternatively, in the agreement where it references the entire scope of plans, you take out those references and you only list 
the sections that were the basis of your bid. So if you only looked at the plumbing uh, plans, then remove the reference to all of those other plans from your contract. At the same time, we see clients make mistakes where they bid against revision set two, for example, but when it comes time to contract, it's on revision set six, and they don't catch that and change it in the contract. What changed between revision set two and six? I don't know. You don't know. You need to make sure that your price accurately reflects the contract documents that are part of the document that you sign, not your proposal. Finally, include the right to recover legal fees, include the right to collect interest for late payments, ideally at 1.5% per month. That is the maximum allowable by Florida law. And reference a section in your contract about where a dispute has to happen. If you are in a certain county, if you're based in that county, you should have that dispute litigated or arbitrated in that county. Um, you need to define that in your contract. Thanks again. Make sure to follow us on LinkedIn. You can find me uh, by my profile name, Alex Barthet. We post regularly. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the LeanZone.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast app. For articles, videos, and forms on this and other construction topics, head over to the LeanZone.com.